Triborn and Travis Morita. We are not, we're back off the Zoom. We are sent, we are in person, six feet apart, uh, yep. with a full monster cooler right in front of us and a Wilson ball and a Wilson t shirt. Hey, and there's know. a there's Kona somewhere in here as well. Just uh, happened so we have, to be uh, <laughs> sitting around here. So we have sponsors blocking the distance between us. Um, and we got a, a special episode. We got today. airflow with the, yeah. the garage door. We do have airflow. We're in the garage. Um, we know this. This is my natural habitat mm-hmm. in the garage. And this is a really special episode. Actually, um, something that we've been really excited about for a while now um, is that we are uh, announcing a book that we wrote uh, that is out today. Uh, it is called Volleyball for Milkshakes. If you are watching the video, you can check out the cover right here. Uh, the cover was done uh, by Nicolette Martin, who most of you are probably familiar with, the artist of Beach Volleyball. Oh, yeah. um, so this is kind of a celebratory We're episode authors. with my guy. We brought some, brought some Andre to celebrate Woo! Tribe being an author. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, this is, uh, this is something that nobody thought would ever happen. <laughs> nobody that's ever known me thought that I would be an author. So, you know, we got to take a sip of champagne for this Yeah, one. buddy. Trav, cheers, homie. Thanks for bringing me on board on this one. Yeah, buddy. Bringing me along. I was writing. So Taste of victory. Yeah, buddy. So uh, nothing like $6 champagne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to tell them. 66000 Yeah, but hey, Added listen, zero. we are drinking them out of <laughs> Tiffany's flutes, <laughs> champagne flutes, which apparently that's a nice thing. Apparently it's nice. Yeah. I'm told. <laughs> So uh, I was writing, you know, like with each episode, I do a write-up. I was like, I pre-wrote this one because I knew what it was about, yeah. it was about the book. And um, it was funny because I was like thinking about how when I went to interview with the Northwest Florida Daily News, they were asking me about like my long-term plans. This is when I was 23. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to write high school for a while, pick up like a small college beat, go to a bigger college, and then end up like, you know, Sports Illustrated is my dream job. Right, and like nowhere in there was beach volleyball mentioned. And then if you take like you at that same time period, yeah, you would have never been like, yep, writing is in my future, or podcasting, <laughs> right. like hosting, <laughs> being on camera or on the mic in any way besides like as the athlete. Yeah, and yeah. now it's just funny how times change. Because I mean, just in the past, we've been doing the podcast for like two and a half ish years now. And yeah. we just like change, like our life paths have changed so much. Yeah. You know, like I met you in 2016, kind of. That was when we first talked on the phone. Right. When I interviewed you for the first book. Yeah. Um, and then two years later, with your help, I qualified on the AVP. <laughs> you were there to witness it. Yeah. And now here we are. You're an author, you're a host. Yeah. Dad, married. Mm-hmm. You're married. I'm married, Dang. and now Nicolette's uh, an author, or uh, an illustrator of a book, so she's stoked. Yeah, it's a full volley crew, for yeah. sure. We keep it in-house. Yeah, and then Kim Smith uh, edited the book, so it's complete volleyball, beach volleyball that, community. That's what's here. pretty cool, like, and I've said this before, and talked with other athletes from other sports about this, is that we are almost forced to learn other stuff, Yeah. right? Like, that's what I've learned. Like, I can go be a professional beach volleyball player, and make a good living, but I'm going to want to, my career's going to end someday, right? And I'm going to want to have some, I want to hit the ground running after I, yeah. after I retire. And I don't want to be forced to play like for a long time, you mm-hmm. know? So I feel like a lot of beach volleyball players take on other 
passions and just try to learn other stuff. And a lot of them, let's be honest, are forced to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I'm 100% on board with the fact that you need to keep learning and growing as a person. And in five, 10 years, you don't want to be where you were. You right. Know? You want to like be surprised like where we are right now. Like, yeah. whoa, I never knew I could do this. Yeah. Like that's what I want to be in five years. Yeah. And I think that's, this is like just another like inspirational thing that I can look at and be like, whoa, I can do that? Yeah. What else can I do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like books are hard. They take a long time. Yeah. Like for most people, you know, if, if you're like a, you know, semi-educated adult, you could read this in a day. Like right. pretty quick. Yeah. And um, it, t- it still took us... You know, we started talking about it a pretty long time ago. Yeah. It took us a while. Like, books are hard. Good things take time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but why don't you give the listeners a little rundown of, of what they can expect in Volleyball for Milkshakes? <sighs> all right. Well, so it's a fictional story, first of all. And basically how it came about was, I mean, this podcast, right? You, you basically heard my story along with a lot of the other players that have come up through Hawaii and that's, I feel like that kind of sparked your interest the most was yeah. like, what is happening in Hawaii? And, that, and, <laughs> yeah. and there's a lot of people talking about it, you know, the baby court and whatnot. Um, and so we had been talking about writing a book, a different book, actually. Um, but I think we got the juices flowing on that. Yeah. And, uh, and then someone threw out the idea, and I'm sure it was you, uh, that we could potentially make a children's book out of... Uh, I guess my story, yeah, based off of my story, um, and we talked about it for a bit, and then kind of ran with it. You threw out some ideas, and then I uh, kind of threw out my ideas based on what you had put out there, and I was like, "All right, how true do we want this to be?" And and we didn't need it to be true at all, right? But it ended up like I feel like the, my only value is like really just giving the honest truth about like how my childhood went and how I have developed and learned things and how I think the other players like the guys we include in the book the other Mm -hmm. Hawaiian kids and um and Ricardo (laughs) (laughs) and Ricardo made his way in there Ricardo's randomly (laughs) in there um so yeah one thing you'll see in the book is that there's a lot of like elderly people giving advice and that's something that I grew up with a lot of and and I thought it would be great in this book to kind of pay it forward to the next generation. And me kind of being an elderly person now, uh, passing on knowledge to, to a younger generation. And I don't get to be back in Hawaii uh, coaching the kids and whatnot uh, yet. But um, I think this could be a small way that, that I can give back. And um, obviously, you're kind of passionate about doing the same thing. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I just think it's... People love this stuff, like yeah. you know, and and I think that it's basically like uh, I'm trying to think. Like we have like a Mr. Miyagi type character, right? Right. With, with uh, Auntie, mm-hmm. um, and it's just fun because we took basically what we did was sort of use your childhood mm-hmm. as a, a fictional yeah. uh, foundation for the story, and then use like pack a different lesson from the podcast into pretty yeah. much every chapter. Right, because every podcast we get like a lesson, and we ask the guest at the end, you know, what would be your advice to the next generation? Yeah. And, and one of the things that comes up all the time is play all the time, right? And I mean, there's everyone, there's a lot of overlapping uh, things that we get at the end yeah. of the podcast. And I, I noticed that for sure when you mm-hmm. did the first draft. I was like, yeah. okay, I see where he's going with this. 
uh, I also saw a lot of stuff that, because you and I have talked a lot about the development of your career, and I talk about mine as well, and and there was a lot of those lessons in there. Like, yeah. Travis just learned this sport and became a pro within the last, like, three, four years. Yeah. Right? So, like, a lot of that was fresh, and I could see, as you were writing, I could see a lot of that coming out, mixed in with the lessons from other players, and then I threw my lessons in on top, on, on my notes and whatnot, and yeah. we kind of, like, whittled it down to, like, some of the best lessons that we learned. Yeah. Uh, so there's some serious value here, I think, yeah, for kids. I, I, like, think so I want too. my kid to learn And to having this. Um, having Nicolette read it was funny. She was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was it's like, so great. That is it that good? <laughs> I mean, it's okay. <laughs> like, she was really excited. Yeah, she was stoked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the illustrations are awesome too. I, I thought Nicolette did a great job. It's cool was, to see how I was blown away. I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, we're gonna have like some like not stick figures. Like we'll get someone who's <laughs> decent, but like yeah. I thought it was gonna be like little kid drawings kind of thing, you know, yeah. like where you can generally tell what's going on. This is like amazing drawings. Yeah. When we dropped the name Ricardo in there, I didn't think it would look like <laughs> child Ricardo like exactly. <laughs> did you ever amazing. play the computer game um, Backyard Baseball? No. So it so it's like backyard baseball. Um, it's just like a little computer game you played, and it's just like little backyard setups. Mm-hmm. And but they had pros in their child forms in this game. Oh whoa! And so they had like child like Ken Griffey Jr. in there, uh-huh. and that's like pretty much what Nicolette did here. She just said yeah. like child Ricardo and child Try and backyard <laughs> it's so backyard funny. volleyball. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the art is amazing, and. Um, we also, I mean, there's a lot of characters in there because we end up, yeah. they end up playing in a tournament and there's all the friends and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, they're all real people for the most part. They're all yeah. based off of real people. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because most people's first novel, which is this is your first one, um, it is usually a pretty much fictionalized autobiography. And where you pull a lot from what you know, because that's the right. easiest thing. Right, right, right. And so, like you know, we have all the like familiar places of your childhood. We got Outrigger yeah. and yeah. Diamond Head and surfing, and we also have like really similar people. Yeah, you know, all the characters are based around people totally. that we know, and and so like our readers, like you guys will recognize like a lot of the characters, and I think it'll be kind of fun for you to see like these mm-hmm. like fictionalized childhood versions of like a lot of these AVP pros. Right. Because it was fun for me to write. I was just totally. like, oh, Baby Madison. What were you? Yeah. <laughs> what were you like? Where's, did you think about putting beards on those two? Or? <laughs> <laughs> little Madison baby, and Riley little baby puberty beards. in fifth grade. <laughs> Madison, not so much, but Riley was that kid. Oh, really? In high school, it's like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> chest hair? What the hell? Damn. That's you get, so funny. Yeah, Riley had the full chest hair in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, great. But um, so yes, we'll have we'll have an audio book out. Um, that's uh, it, that's gonna be out in like a week because mm-hmm. Amazon has to like listen to it and approve it and make sure it's not that it's rated properly. So that'll be about um, um, probably seventh. Yeah, about then. Um, but the book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Uh, if you'd want to give us a review, we'd appreciate it. Five stars would obviously be best. Yeah. Um, if you want to buy up it, to you, most, but, most but, important thing you can do is just share it uh, yeah. out with your friends, and it's just. Just a total beach volleyball book. Um, so if you love beach volleyball, I will not so humbly say that I, I think you'll love this book. Yep. <laughs> totally. 
Totally. So and congrats to you, Mr. Uh, debut author try. Thanks for the help there. That's awesome, dude. Yes, yeah, sir. Now been, uh, you've been, your writing's been featured in two books now. Dude, I know. forward to the first one, and now wow. you're full author for this one. Dang, I'm piggybacking off you, <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> dude, you're killing it. I love it, yeah. No, yeah. it's crazy. Um, so that's the most exciting news we had to deliver. Totally. Check out your book, everyone. Yeah. Get it for uh, Christmas presents. Christmas presents, birthday presents. Fourth of July presents. Fourth of July presents. There you go. <laughs> um, and so now we will. Uh, we do have some fan questions that we'll move on to. Um, while we get to them, I think I might take another little fill up of of yeah, the finest champagne in the land. I only drink champagne when there's something to celebrate. Exactly. So hopefully for you, uh, metals. We'll be having champagne a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in July. Yeah, exactly. We got the Champions Cup coming up. Three weekends in a row. What um. What were your original thoughts on it with the way that the AVP, um, so three weekends in a row, yeah. uh, Long Beach, uh, eight team main draw. Yep. Uh, I didn't, I, I don't even know if I even talked to you about it, like what your like kind of thoughts are mm-hmm. just in general. I mean, generally my thoughts are, thank God the AVP, because it had to have been really difficult to yeah. pull something off during this time, just anything. Uh, thank God they wanted to pull, put something out there yeah. you know I don't know if it's fully beneficial to them like they definitely like were you could tell by the way that they spread out the prize money through the qualifier and whatnot that they're really trying to help keep the athletes afloat yeah and I think that's pretty cool um, I've talked to them a little bit because I'm obviously sponsored by Monster and and I have a content budget that we're trying to create some content around the the event because we don't have anything else to right. create it around this year, um, and I'm just noticing like how stressed out they are and like how strict they have to be to pull this event off, and not get the the plug pulled by the city or yeah. whoever it may be. Um, so I'm just grateful that they're putting something on. They're putting some prize money out there. Um, that bonus pool would be real nice to get a hold of. Um, it would suck to go this whole year without playing in anything that we love, like significant. And I think this will fill that void for us. Um, it's only three weeks. Like that's insane. And that's kind of our season right now. Yeah. But I'm just grateful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I talked to Josh Glazebrook, Mm -hmm. um, who the listeners don't know him. He's the, he's now the, the senior VP, um, of the AVP. Yeah. Which I didn't know that. Yeah, he was creative director like, before. Right? Yeah, I thought he was creative director. And he then, seems like he pretty much does everything. Yeah, he's just yeah. like their ultimate utility guy. Yeah. But yeah. It, you might, I mean, if you don't know who he is, you, you might recognize him. He's like a pretty jacked dude, always wearing a muscle t-shirt, yeah. high white socks and sneakers on the beach. Yeah. The, with a blonde mohawk. Yeah, mohawk. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. tough to miss. <laughs> You're not going to miss him. Um, but he was talking about just how, how they turned over like every rock. Because I asked him... Um, you know, if they thought about going to Florida or mm-hmm. Texas or states that are, you know, been a little bit more loose yeah. with their COVID reaction. And he said, like, of course, but he was talking about just how expensive it would be because everyone has to stay in the same spot. Um, can't go anywhere. Can't go back to friends or family um, for three straight weeks. And he was like, just in housing and flights alone, like that's like a million dollars of the AVP's money. And I was like, okay, so Long Beach is probably a good call. Wait, every, yeah. So if they flew, everyone would have to stay in the bubble. Right. So like, you know, the NBA is going to right. Disney. Right, but we don't, we're not bubbling the AVP Long Beach, are we? 
Well, I think what they're going to ask you... What's even happening? I don't even know what's happening. Well, I think what they're going to ask you guys to do you get tested, is probably. you're going to get tested and they're going to say, like, you got to stay. So I know for the out-of-town teams, say, like, Kim So Hogan, they have a hotel for everyone? No. I. But if we were to travel to Florida... Oh, right, right, right. But now they can say, go back to your homes and quarantine. Oh, okay, there, got it, got Rather it. than hold everyone in Florida, which for the Florida athletes, yeah. it's kind of a bummer because they're going to have to find a place to stay for a yeah. month. Yeah. Here, but there's only a couple of them. Somewhere in California, to of, go yeah. play on it. <laughs> the one professional sports is running. Yeah. Um, um, but so Nick will be happy. So they did like look into like do it going out of state. They yeah. looked into natural beaches, but I guess for like to do an event on a natural beach, you have to go through like a state. Uh, you have to get state approval, city approval, health approval. And Coastal Commission's approval. So you have to get four different ones. And he was like, no one is getting all four. So they're going to go in a parking lot on the beach. Yeah. So they're just going with a parking lot. Because the convention center, which isn't technically bound by L.A. County restrictions, I guess is a little loophole. So Long Beach is a little bit easier to do it. Hmm. And they got the convention center. And and if you hold an event in Long Beach, I didn't know this, you'd have to truck sand in anyway. Because Long Beach is too shallow. Oh, they do that. So they were really? like, we'd have to chuck truck sand in anyway, so we might as well go in a parking lot where we can control And that beach everything. is barely a beach. Right. Like, it's not So I, I think they found the best possible solution. Yeah, I love it. It's 20 minutes from my house. Yeah, so it's perfect. I love it. And, I mean, it's obviously a bummer for, you know, like, I'm out of the, the points loop, but... Out of the quality? Yeah. Dang, and, yeah. Which is, because it's basically like if you were, if you're in the quality, you, were, you would basically be main draw for, automatically main draw for an event. Right. It's kind of the cutoff. Um, oh, so is, I'm it? Like a little, is it right there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like a little bit outside of that. It's tough for which sure. Which I expected. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. people were like, oh man, like, are you so bummed? Like, well, I wasn't really expecting to play right, ADPs right, right. this year anyway. Yeah. And like, they're doing what they have to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm just bummed that I like, you know, didn't win a few more matches that I should have won last year. So what I did hear is that they're going to allow alternates. Really? Like someone gets to sign up as an alternate. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. I'm sure they're going to announce more. Um, hmm. But I thought I heard something like that. Because if someone it, does it get sense. the virus, you don't have to pull your whole team out. Right. You get to pull in an alternate. It makes sense. But if your teammate gets the virus, you probably have the virus. It's so weird. I don't know how any of this stuff works. I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah, because I was listening to Rogan, and he had someone on uh, some kind of like, I don't know, pathologist right right and the guy was saying that if you have a strong enough immune system that even if you're exposed to it it's not that you would just get it and be asymptomatic but you could just fight it off and not get it in the first place huh so so i have no obviously i have no idea so maybe right. you could your partner could have it and you could not get it i guess that yeah. is a possibility uh, but who knows yeah so it's apparently so complicated. um but that does lead to one of the fan questions um I'll get the exact wording here in a second. Uh, this is from uh, AJ Mahalik uh, out on the East Coast. Uh, players in major pro sports leagues are starting to express public concerns about their health as they return to play, especially as they see teammates testing positive for COVID. Are beach volleyball players generally aware of and satisfied with the steps the AVP is taking to protect the health of the players and their families during the Champions Cup? He's particularly interested in hearing Tri's perspective as someone with an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we're not going to know until we show up what steps they're really taking, right? Yeah. In terms of on-site. Um, but from what I've heard, like, 
like I said, I was talking to them about potentially bringing in a, not a whole film crew, but someone to film and create this content piece that, for the sponsor. And they're just like, nope. And this is a title sponsor I'm talking about. Like yeah. This big sponsor. And they're just like, no, like we're not having anyone on site that doesn't have to be there. Yeah. Um, only the media partners that are streaming from NBC and Amazon are going to be there. Um, our coach can't even be on site unless he's with us. Really? So like if he doesn't have a reason to be there, he can't just hang out and like wait for us. Right. He has to come in with us, be with us, walk on the court with us. And if he's not, then he has to be off site. <laughs> like they're taking some, some big time yeah. precautions here. Uh, so I don't really think it's a matter of the AVP. I think it's a matter of the players. Like what are you going to do? Knowing that you're going to go touch the same ball as this other team, knowing that you're going to, I don't know what the, the setup's going to be, but you might be touching the similar, you know, the bench and whatnot. Right. Um, AVP might be um, disinfecting the benches in between. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I'm sure everyone will be in masks. <laughs> I hope the ref doesn't have to wear a mask in, sitting up in the sun. Yeah. I know we're not wearing masks because we probably pass out. Um, <laughs> what a sight that would be. But no, I, I definitely took, um, knowing my history with autoimmune disease, um, I've been trying to be as cautious as possible without like you know living a lifestyle that's just not worth it for me. Right. Um, but I talked to my doctor and he said that you know I'm, I basically have the same. I, I should definitely be careful. He told me, but I. I have a similar uh, amount of chance of getting it and fighting it off as as the average person. Yeah. So that might just be for my case, and I'm I'm lucky for that. Um, but it's just it's just about I think it's about us as individuals taking it upon ourselves. Like, are you gonna everything you do, you're you're whatever endangering or not endangering, but you're you're making making sure there's a chance that your partner or your coach are going to get it as well. And right. and if you do put yourself out there to get it, then you're going to throw the tournament away. There are your three chances to play. Um, but everyone's got to live their life too. And So I just think it's about the individual. Um, and as of now, it's kind of on the players to Because if you test positive or negative, you're, sorry, positive, then you're out. Right. And you're going to throw away your whole season. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, what I, what I'm not too I'm worried. wondering is that like because there's so many um, false positives too. Oh really? Yeah. Like, because like yeah, I mean, because this disease is so new and novel that. Will you know they, if it's a false positive though? Well, so I think you know? what they're because I was talking to Delaney and Katie about it, and they were like, "How much of a bummer would it be?" Because one of our friends had a false positive, and then they took two tests, and they had two negatives. Oh. And so I think that the AVP is doing something similar where if you do get a positive that you take a handful of follow-up tests to Mm -hmm. see if it's a false positive or not. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be such a bummer though. Dude. Yeah. (laughs) Your partner goes down and and you're like, well, there goes my season again. (laughs) So so I know that the AVP is doing, um, I think they're testing athletes on the Monday before the event. Okay. So that the test will come back and give you enough time to have those follow-up tests. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and there's only, there's an exact number of people allowed on site, which oh, is right. why, so there's no, there's going to be no media allowed during the qualifier. Uh-huh. 
which is how they were able to get more teams during the qualifier than right. the draw. And it. then, so when the qualifier teams are out, they can be subbed in as humans on site with media people. Uh. And media people are like kept in their zones. Like Amazon has their box. Cameron and Kevin have their box. DJ Ruscha has his box. I wonder box. if they're even going to watch live. Well, does the DJ need to be there? I mean, gonna be there? Could you imagine? Can you imagine the vibe out there, like in the finals, with like, with no DJ or anything? It's just like the silent, no fans or anything. You have an you're intro. Like, it's like, hey, where's Mark? Yeah. He's like talking about like, like trying to get hyped up about it. Yeah. It feels like it's like a CBVA and yeah. no one wants to be there. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that'd be it's gonna be interesting. It will be. I saw at some footage least. of um, a German tour running, and they just kind of put up high walls, okay, so that it was kind of sponsored out and it looked. Okay. Half decent. Is that is Valkenhorst the one who's like kind of putting that on? I have no idea. Okay. Um, but I, I think that's generally what it'll look like. I know Glazebrook's gonna make it look really cool for the camera. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we get to see how many people like to watch our sport, right? <laughs> like it's all relying on, on Amazon and and whatnot. So. It'll be fun to watch. And I, yeah. I got to imagine this is going to be the highest viewership we've had. Yeah. And I mean, when you think about it, I mean, in terms of viewership, I think it's going to be the highest just because people are starved for sports. Yeah. Christ, like 17 million people watch the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And two, when you think about it, you narrow down all the best teams. Like you're not going to have any Friday morning match between Phil and Nick and... Yeah, true. You know, and me and Kyle friend. <laughs> and they're not, and the matches aren't going on at the same time. Yeah. So, like, if you're a volleyball fan, you can sit down and just watch great volleyball yeah. all day. And you're just like, getting great the, volleyball. the best teams, yeah. the eight best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you happen to be listening to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerter, we hope you are keeping you uh, slightly entertained during these strange quarantine times during the coronavirus, but we just wanted to uh, put out a message that we hope that you are staying sane, staying fit, staying healthy, and uh, staying safe here over these next couple months. Hopefully that the coronavirus passes soon enough and we're all back to our normal lives, but here is just a get well message from Sandcast. And now we move on to our sponsors who keep the show moving on. And uh, we love Wilson. Wilson makes the best ball in the game. They came out with this new, brand new, really cool looking ball, the Optics, which has spin detection technology so we can all pass that jump serve, which Lord knows I needed. And to get discounted rates on the balls, which we will all need as we're going to enter uh, preseason again here whenever this lockdown ends. So we all need brand new preseason balls to get us ready for the 2020 beach volleyball season. The discount code is Wilson Sand for discount on all equipment at Wilson Volleyball, which makes the best balls in the game. A big, big thanks to our next sponsor, Pacific Coast Wealth Management, who is a big supporter of the Laguna Beach Open and just the beach volleyball community in general. They help athletes know where to put their prize money from either retirement to 401ks to IRAs. And if you're not a beach volleyball player, they can help you with college savings. They can help you with all the money management you need. They have incredible tools and resources at their website, PacificCoastWealthManagement.com. So hit them up today and learn how to best use your money over the course of the season. And I heard that uh, the Canadians are allowed to come in, too. Uh, they're, well, I saw some of the girls training today. Because so I know I that Canada they've... has like a really strict travel restriction, but I think because it's essential for their livelihood, they were able to come. Huh. Yeah. Which is I awesome. Mean, I, saw, um, I saw Melissa down there today. 
Awesome. She said she had just shown up, and I think Brandy just flew in. So, Sweet. yeah. It's like full we field. legitimately have the best team in the world on the women's side. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, I'm going to be glued in. Usually when I'm in, playing in a tournament, I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not going to watch yeah. much unless, unless I'm going to play that team, you know? Right. If I know I'm going to play that team. But this one, I'm going to, like, come straight. I mean, I'm going to go play in an AVP match and then drive home. I'm probably going to be back within, like, <laughs> three hours. Because you can't, like, hang out. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for... I think there'll be some good volleyball, too. I mean, yeah. me and Trevor trained an entire off-season. Not just us, but, like, you know, right. everyone. I'm speaking for myself now, though, that we trained an entire off-season up until March, and we're like, this is go time. This is yeah. the time to make the Olympics. Like, biggest tournaments of our lives, whatnot. We went to Qatar, played, and then everything just got cut. Yeah. But we put in so much work because we're, we're still trying to figure out how to split block. And we, had a, <laughs> we had a, finally had a full season with a coach to like see, okay, what, what are we capable of? And, yeah. and how do we play? And we watched a lot of film, and um, we changed a lot. Like, our game is different now. We know how to play defense now. <laughs> like, you're, you'll see, if you, if you really understand the intricacies of the sport, you'll, you'll notice that Trevor and I are playing a lot different, at least defensively. Yeah. Um, I've been cleaning up my offense as well, a lot of things that I saw from last year. But, like, I've never watched so much film in my life because of COVID. Yeah. So like I'm so excited to see how I can implement all the um, kind of tactical stuff that I've been learning and seeing. And um, we're as much on the same page as we've ever been. Not annoyed of each other because we haven't been traveling <laughs> right. every single day with each other, and we're not yeah. jet lag. We're not playing jet lag. That's actually something that's way different. Yeah. And. Um, Honestly, I never took a break. I stopped. We stopped playing for a while after Qatar because there was nothing to play for, and we couldn't be on the beaches, obviously. Um, but I went straight to the gym, repair the body, start strengthening. Um, so I never stopped in the gym. So I'm not really worried about my body with the impact and whatnot. I was going to a private court training in sand, so my body's ready for the sand. It's really just a matter of the shoulder yeah. um, holding up, but we've been taking care of that as well and so I'm like it's not going to be like at least for me I can speak for myself it's not a, going out there and just like oh let's haven't played in a while let's see what happens like mm -hmm. no I, we never stop like our goal is to get better and we've been doing just that so I'm, I'm excited to see what we're capable of watch out they know what they're doing let's go <laughs> I know a little bit at least just a little more we're winging it just a little less <laughs> All right, while we are on the topic of the Champions Cup, uh, someone asked, 405 Lacks, can you make a list of all confirmed teams? Uh, he calls it the Corona Cup. Um, the Champions, I wish they, I wish they, uh, they called it the, the Q Tour, the Quarantine Tour, yeah, the Corona, pretty Corona funny. Cup. You can't say Corona Cup because all of our favorite beer is Kona Brew. Yeah, this is true. So. Shout out to our guys. There you Shout are. Out to um, can't make a list of all confirmed teams, but we'll do our best to sort of compile a list. Um, yeah. All right. So we have the weird. Well, we'll just do the weird mix-ups. Um, Casey Patterson uh, mixed it up 
and went with Theo Bruner. Yeah. And then Troy, who was then a free agent, took Tim Bomgren. So they're um, running so it back. Just, yeah, they're just running it back. And we never got to see uh, Patterson field. Nobody got to see that. Yeah. Besides just, if you trained against them. Just saw it once but in practice. It, it never went public. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Which is such a bummer. I, I yeah, feel like they, I thought they were going to be been fun. Like entertaining and yeah. like really lively. Like they could show they I feel like they could probably show signs of being the worst team on tour and like this team is just unreal. <laughs> Maybe that's how practice went and they were like, "Uh, we can't really be dancing if we're not playing good." <laughs> yeah. Uh so those two um John Hyden is playing with Jeremy Casebeer. I'd like. I'm interested to see that matchup. That could um, be deadly. I was out with Jeremy today, working on his uh, his shoot sets and transition. <laughs> oh, he's prepping for Hyden. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Evie was like, "Faster, faster, faster!" Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy was like, "He really wants it faster." He's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Bill Kalinsky still undecided, but I think uh, Miles Partain is his leader in the clubhouse. Oh yeah. Um, Sean Rosenthal is playing with Paul Lottman. Um, Avery Dross is I playing with Ryan Darty. Lottman and Rosie. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, because Rosie was like my last prayer. I was like, Rosie, uh, Jeremy's playing with with John. Yeah. He was like, really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he was like, you well, broke I got the some... news. He's like, I've never looked at points in my life. I have no idea where anyone stands. Yeah. And so, and then he texted me the next day. He's like, I'm going with Lotman. He's like, thanks for reaching out. There. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Love it. Um, I'm trying to think of any other mix-ups that would have happened. I think that's all for the men. You said Drost and Doherty? Doherty. Wow. Okay. Um, Chase Frischman is going back to Mike Brunsting. Ooh. He's returning from his... Uh, uh, he's living out of his car for the next two years. His Subaru Outback. <laughs> For two years, he said. That's what he said. He said at least two years to live out of a Subaru Outback, but he's ah. coming back from his journey to go with Mike. Ah, that does not sound great to me. But <laughs> hey, fresh. He's, Love that guy. He's on an existential journey, and he's good. He's, good. Good. <laughs> good. So, um, I think that's all the mix-ups for the guys. Um, the women's been pretty funny to follow because um, Delaney and Katie mm-hmm. are like. Right on the bubble. They should be in, uh-huh. but Delaney's like, well, if this person does this and that person does that, they'll yeah. be out. That's the junk part. Like, oh, partnerships that aren't even partnerships could switch. Like, there could be two blockers. Like, yeah. Well, it's better than not playing. Right. And they just, like, push out another yeah. team. Well, that's what um, Emily Day is playing with Lauren Fendrick. Oh, weird. Yeah. Because I think Betsy, I think she's hurt. I don't know for Fendrick sure. Fendrick and Hughes were playing together, or, yeah. or training together at least last year, but... Uh, Sarah Hughes is going to go with Carly Wolpat. Really? I thought yeah. she was with Brandy. Oh, yeah, you're right. With Brandy. I guess... I don't know. I saw them training together. So, whoops. Yeah. Well, no, you're right, though. She is with Brandy. Which, and that's a great call. All of this Best is, is in the just world. like kind of rumor and conjecture. Yeah. Nothing's confirmed. But. No, she's not playing with Carly. You're right. Um, she was training with Carly until Brandy got here. Okay. Um, but obviously, you can't play with... Um, Brandy on the world tour, so maybe that's something we see in the future. Yeah, could be. Yeah, and Carly has all the potential in the world. Yeah, she's definitely in shape for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, I think this is, and Zana Muno is playing with Amanda Dowdy. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'm um, I'm excited to see Zana in her second full year. Like, yeah, see what happens. She's good. There. She came out. Uh, her and Amanda came out from Texas. 
uh, I think today was the first time I saw them on the beach. They were they were training with uh, Stockman and Larson. They're right after me because um, Evie works with uh, Kelly and Emily. Right. And yep. me and Mike Bogue have been working with Evie, so we've just been. I've gotten to see whoever trains with Kelly and Emily. Nice. So yeah. today was Anna and Amanda. Sweet. Um, and then Chrissy Jones is playing with Tracy Callahan, uh, which I think could be a really good team. Huh. And they've been training. Is that a split blocking team or, or Tracy's uh, defense? Tracy's defense okay. and Chrissy's blocking. Okay. Which I think that team could be really good. Because they, well, they've been training like every day. And they're going to be in the they qualifier. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know who Corinne Quiggle's playing with because Fallon is not playing. Because mm-hmm. I think she has asthma, so she's staying as uh, safe as possible. Yeah. To stay away from COVID. Right. Um, I don't know the other like big dogs. I mean, April and Alex are staying together. Clay Sponsor. I would assume the top, the yeah. other top teams are sticking together. Yeah. So yeah. I think for the most part, the women's is, is pretty still. Yeah. Um, so those are as many teams as we can kind of take our guess at. Um, let's see, one of, the, one of the questions was, how is it that teams are breaking up uh, without even a tourney? Points. Points. <laughs> People just grabbing points. Yeah, exactly. Um, good question from Saxon. Who do you think may surprise you on the men's side and the women's side in the championship cup? An underdog that just may bring the boom. Hmm. Um, my underdog on the men's side uh, is Baranek, Eric well, Baranek and Andy Benish. Yeah, totally. Sure. I've been thinking um, Baranek's obviously proven himself a bit. Like He obviously can play at the top level. Um, but Andy hasn't quite proven himself at that level quite yeah. yet. And I, I think for sure he's capable of it. Yeah. And I've seen him since he was young. And I was like, I said it earlier on, like that guy has the tools necessary yeah just whether he first of all wants to do it and then if he can learn the game kind of mentally which which comes with experience of just putting yourself out there i think he's put himself out there enough obviously to catch eric's eye um and win the zon invitational Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i'm agree with you on that one we had some good players out there yeah like rosie came out um rosie and a rob rosie and a rob Mm -hmm. uh billy and stafford played uh, Avery Dross played. Um, we had it was Dave Palm and Kyle Friend played. Like it was pretty much, it was kind of like an like an AVP that conflicted with a four star. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, because we had we had uh, twelve men's teams. We had to limit it. We had to, you know, just because we only had four courts, and I was like trying to put up as few red flags as possible. Right, so right, I was like, right. all right, we had like forty teams like sign up. I was like, Dang. let's limit this to like twenty. Everyone wants to play, right? Everyone now. wants to play. Yeah. And we had like um, Ed Chan came out and he kind of did like a rough estimate. Like two hundred fans came out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. It was awesome. Like the beach was like pretty crowded. Yeah. People distanced. We gave out masks and sanitizer. Did you? <laughs> True story. Yeah, That's we had awesome. a, we had a, we had like forty masks and um, and we had hand sanitizer at every court. Just because like you know even if no one wanted to put them on, like if the lifeguards came by, we wanted to be like, hey we're trying right yeah <laughs> I mean trying. and if some people are trying to be careful about it like they can yeah, they have the option yeah um, and that was a, that was Stafford's uh, idea so good on staff yeah for, for sure for being the responsible dad of the crew for sure because we just winged it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what other underdogs um, I mean I feel like it's kind of anyone could could do well in this thing 
Yeah. It's such a small draw. Like the eight seed's not going to be a, a huge underdog, right. you know. I mean, I'm. I think I'm ranked like what fiftieth. I, <laughs> I mean, you're I, pretty close. Right? Yeah, yeah, we have like the same amount of points. So, am I an underdog? <laughs> Maybe. Your partner's carrying you as my dude. Win. I haven't had. I haven't probably been ranked in the top twenty since 2016 or something. Because <laughs> I haven't had four finishes. Yeah, and it's funny because you're gonna play three AVPs and none of these count for your points. Yeah, next year I'm, <laughs> I could win all three, and I'll be, <laughs> be right still back. ranked. 50th or whatever it is. But probably in line for a wild card if you should need it. I hope. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, on the women's side, underdog, I like uh, Tracy, Callahan, and uh, and Chrissy. Ooh. Just because they've been training mm-hmm. all COVID long. Like, yeah. They just haven't stopped. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they're putting up their own net or something? Yeah. And um, we, and because I've been training with Tracy a fair amount and like just like random backyards um, with people. Oh, really? That know. Yeah. Huh. And they're just, they're just big, yeah, got a backyard, like, feel free. Yeah, that's kind of how a lot of people have been training, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, just There's, secret courts everywhere. Yeah. And, and if you have a court, like, I feel like those people are always, like, hitting up the pros, like, hey, right. got something available. Yeah, and, like, come, it, it's people helping people. I'll come watch the pros play in my backyard, why not? Yeah, right. and, and it's funny, because, like, you know, me and Delaney keep a pretty small circle of people anyway, so mm-hmm. even, like, throughout, even though we were training, we were training with the same four people yeah. for like every day we'd yeah. go home to our roommates we were like our circle was like 10 total people yeah <laughs> that we were living our lives normally i i had a private court but i was up there by myself it was like the most peaceful thing i've ever done it's awesome. like uh it was kind of on like a ranch property this family that i know and i was just up there like doing conditioning serving balls and like yeah. i could hear birds chirping i was like it's just like heaven right now. <laughs> just getting out of the house and yeah. doing something. Um, but that, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I feel like, that's what you're going to see here is who's been training. Yeah. Not necessarily just in the sand, but like keeping your body in shape. And Because yeah. and, your body's not going to be able to handle the impact. Three weekends in a row is a, is a, lot. a serious thing. And... Um, you'll see who's been training based on who gets better through the three tournaments and who gets worse. Yeah. Some teams are going to fall apart, uh, or some players are going to fall apart, I think. Yeah. Um, I hope that's not us. I just want to make it through. Like, that's a huge goal of mine. I'm not going to lie. As much as I want to just be like, I want to win all of it, I want to play in all three. Like, this will be my first full AVP season. I played the whole season. Yeah. Except that's for, really funny. Except for 2013 or something. <laughs> so, like, that's my goal. It's I just want to play. Hilarious. I just want to play AVPs. Yeah. That's, like, what I want in my career right now. <laughs> and you got full season, all three events. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> um, that kind of leads us to another question uh, from guest two. Which players have been practicing regularly for a while and which players are just hitting the sand and training relatively recently? It's, like, hard to say because I feel like everyone knew someone who had a court. Yeah, and a lot of people have been different about the way that they've gone about it. Like, if your family's really strict about it, you have to respect that and not train with other people for, you know, a few months. Like, obviously, most people, a lot of people are getting more lax about it, which now the numbers are going up, so people might have to start, you know, uh, backing off again. Um, But... It just depends on your situation. Like I was pretty, pretty cautious about it this whole time. Um, 
it's person to person. Yeah. If you have like a big family or they like going to your parents' house a lot, then you're gonna be more ca- like the players. It seemed like they were gonna be more cautious about it. The people who are single and like just running around and are bored out of their minds, those are the people that tend to get out more and be okay with putting themselves in harm's way. I guess. Yeah, I um. I don't know, because with people who are training, it's not like they were broadcasting the fact that they yeah. were training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we we, we, we really aren't going to know. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out July, what, 18th is the first day? Yeah, July we'll find 18th. out in a couple weeks. I know that, I mean, I, I trained with Billy and Stafford last week, maybe, and that was one of their first practices. Um, yeah. So I know that they're kind of just getting back out. Yeah. Um, Bunch of kids and wives. And but Emily and Kelly... Uh, or just they, I think they were on the earlier end of it, but still, mm-hmm. it's not like they've been training throughout the entire quarantine. The only yeah. the only people I saw training throughout the entire thing was Tracy. <laughs> she was getting after it. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it, I know her. I know Mikkel was not having anyone in the gym. Yeah. Uh, at least for a while now, I think he's might be having one one uh, individuals or something. But, um, yeah, she's definitely one of those players that likes to. Get her reps. Yeah, no, she and cause, and and she had Mikel like giving her like Facetime gym sessions. Yeah, exactly. And stuff. I had this. I had the same thing right here in this gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, next question. This is from uh, looks like St. Louis Volleyball 2014. In a world where the AVP hosts a co-ed tournament, who would be your partner? We get to pick anyone. Um, well, I am uh, uh, obligated. You have to f- to say my wife. <laughs> yeah. <You have laughs> In a world where I cannot pick my wife, uh, I'd probably play it with Katie because she's like our closest friend, <laughs> and she's awesome. Yeah. So I'd I'd probably either Delaney, and then if for whatever reason Delaney can't make it, then I'd play with Katie. Yeah. Um, I guess are we playing on a men's or a girls' net? Let's go with a uh, a seven foot eight net, a little tweener. Right in between men and women, I think. I think I'd have to block probably. I don't want to say April because that's the easy choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what I think would be really fun to play with would be Sarah Hughes. I yeah. just love her fire, and I also feel like we haven't gotten to see what she's capable of in a while. Like, it's been a year or two since she's, yeah. you know, ever since um, Summer got hurt and semi-retired. I don't, I don't know exactly what she's doing, but um, I feel like there's a fire burning in there with, with Sarah Hughes. So I think that'd be fun. We get to run back the, yeah. the Trojan. <laughs> Maybe she'll let me wear one of her uh, four national championship <laughs> rings that I don't have. <laughs> Actually, you know who I think would be a blast to play with is Laura Ludwig. Yeah, totally. She just looks like she has such a good energy. High energy, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd and just like when your partner's German. flying around, it makes you want to just yeah. like fly and just do fun stuff. So like Sarah Sponsel too, where she's yeah. just like fully laying out, like not doing like the low crawl dive. She's just fully two-hand diving from like yeah. four feet above the sand. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be fun to play with. But Sarah's like that. Uh, Hughes is like that as well. Yeah. Just the little grinders. Yeah, and exactly. just run around and scrap all over yep, the place. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next question. We'll do a few more. Um, 
a lot of people are asking about um, over under for next year a number of events. So people are you know people are asking if um, we've heard anything about the twenty twenty one season. Uh, I think it's way too early to decide. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's completely out of AVP's hands. But if it was up to them, I think they would get back to eight. Yeah, at least eight. Yeah, right away. So uh, I would say hopefully eight. I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, um, I think they've there's has no point. Their hands with this. There's no point in even thinking about it at this yeah. point. We don't even know if the Olympics is running. Yeah, jeez. I hope the Olympics goes on. <laughs> God, dude. I saw the MLB just canceled its minor league season. So I'm like, come on, AVP, let's just get through July. Dude, totally. <laughs> that, yeah, we got a few weeks. I bet they wish it was sooner. Yeah. Because, yeah, all, as all this stuff changes and California's um, curve is going back up, like, yeah. that is not good. And they're starting to, like, close down bars again. It's like, yeah. Come on. July, <laughs> July 4th, um, all the beaches in L.A. County are closed. Yeah. So that's kind of shows you, like, the direction that things are going. Yeah. Yeah, it's too early to tell so, anything for 2007. So I'm, I'm taking the positive side, taking the over on six. Uh, I think we'll hit... I think we'll hit 8 and 21. I like that. I'm going to jump on yeah. board with that one. Taking the over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We'll, um, let me see how many more we have. We have a couple. Don't want to keep you guys too long. Um, all right. This one's kind of on the, on the same way. This one's cap. The AVP used to make stops all over the country, not just in California and Florida. Which non-coastal city... Would you like to see the AVP stop at or return to? Hmm. I think I need another reason. So what do we have? For Texas? Just, just uh, the closing champagne flute. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Mm-hmm. We gotta end the celebration. Yeah, buddy. Um so what do we have that's not coastal right now? We have Texas and we have Chicago. Is that it? Non-coastal? We have uh, three, California, Hawaii, uh, New York, Austin, Chicago, Chicago, and Seattle. Uh, Seattle. So, but two that aren't on the coast. Um, So what non-coastal city would I like to see us go to? I always think Minnesota. I'm biased because I have family there, and I'm a diehard Vikings fan. Yeah. But well, that's a really good, great, um, just sports city in general. I think. Yeah, Minneapolis. Um, definitely don't want to do it when it's cold there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's go in the U.S. Bank Stadium, pack the thing. That's I think what I'm picturing. I think I would get well. The new Viking Stadium is that? Yeah, that's okay. what I'm talking about. Okay, U.S. Bank I know, Stadium. I didn't know that was the name. That yeah. stadium's cool. Uh, I just got to go for my first game there uh, this past winter. Because it's, it's built like a, a so Viking cool. ship, right? Isn't that kind of the design? I think so, yeah. Okay. yeah, It's freaking awesome. Dude, it's cool. <laughs> it's a cool stadium for yeah. sure. And the fan base there is, is really like lively and like into it. I feel like the AVP owes Minnesota a stop just for Tim Bombrin. It should just be totally. called the Bombrin Open. <laughs> Dude, totally. <laughs> like, that's valid. Dude's a legend. That's valid. He's got to have a lot of fans out there, too. I got at least, like, 35, 40 people that'll show up for my match. So yeah. That's something. Tim will have the whole freaking state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Um, he was really funny. Else? Yeah, I was talking to him, and he was like, finally, 
the AVP gets played on an even stage for me. He's like, now no one's been training. Right, Because like, yeah. normally he comes in, he like has, hasn't been he training He has a all. private court, though. Like, <laughs> he always trains at a private court. This but it's is always like, so cold. Oh, that's true. And yeah. then I was like, no one, like, we're, it's even footing now. We've been training the same amount coming into an AVP so. tournament. <laughs> yeah, except for he, this is his, this is his jam right now. Yeah. He's just doing what he always does. Yeah. And he balls out every time. Every time. He's a yeah. freak athlete. Yeah. Apparently they have um, a pretty good crew out there that they train with his brother who's yeah. retired. And then they have uh, one other guy that's pretty good. Theo Brunner went out there and trained with him for a little while. Oh, nice. Recently, I believe. Um, and he told me it's, he's got a good setup. <laughs> I guess it didn't go that great. Theo's player. It did not go good. It did not go great, apparently. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I like that pick of Minnesota though. Uh, I think I would go with somewhere in Denver. Ooh, I or like somewhere that. in Colorado. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things, and they used to go there. The motherload, uh, right? The motherload's in Aspen. Aspen. Um, but the AVP used to stop in I'll Boulder, go to Aspen. and everyone said that that event was great. Totally. The only tough thing is that, like, because the air is so thin, no one can hit a jump serve in bounds. Yeah, that's kind of fun though when you go to events where. There's different aspects like that, like, oh, the guy, you know, Case Pierce, not yeah. going to have his serve anymore, which is kind of, no offense to Case Pierce, but that's kind of his MO when he goes to the World Tour Ball. Yeah. Um, but, like, when we go to Stad, it's not that high. I want to say it's only, like, 5,000, but you feel it. You feel yeah. it in the lungs. You feel your serve going, like, six inches further kind yeah. of thing, which is significant. Yeah. Um, I don't know how high Aspen is, but it I think it's pretty high up there. Yeah. I, I like that stuff where you, it just changes. Uh, you see who adjusts. Yeah, exactly. Some you're in the heat, some you're in cold, which I hate the cold, so let's not do any cold events. Aspen's at 8,000. Oh, that's significant. Yeah, that's high. I like that, Aspen. Have you ever had uh, altitude sickness? Yes. Terrible. Dude, gnarly. Me and Delaney got a pretty bad... Last weekend, we went hiking up in um, uh, Big Pine, which is like just south of Mammoth. Yeah. And so we started the day here in Hermosa at sea level. Yeah. And we our, both got it. Yeah. And our hike started at 7,000. And at the highest point, we hit 11.6. Oof. And uh, we were hiking up, and it was like, it was one of those headaches that like pulses. Oh, yeah. And it was like encroaching on my vision. I was like, I think we got to turn around. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like an 18 and a half mile out and back that we did in one day. Oh, and we went, so we went up. You felt better right when you came back down? No, well, it felt better. Like going up was, was brutal yeah. the last like maybe two miles, but then coming down felt better. But the headache and the nausea didn't go away till the next morning. We were like, oh. I thought it was like, I didn't think it was a real thing because I'd never had it. It's like, I've been in mountains, it's been fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, whew. When I, when I was a kid, we came up to the mainland for, um, regional training for soccer and our coach wanted us to train at altitude for the first time we went to snowbird okay which if i'm not mistaken is like ten thousand plus okay and we're a bunch of kids from hawaii like we've never left sea level ever (laughs) we've gone under sea level more than above (laughs) sea level and um yeah i was just like throwing up all night and like miserable yeah it's a real thing yeah which i I was like well i get married in the mountains honeymoon in the mountains like skied a bunch but yeah Got so it. I'm down for Aspen if we get to acclimate for like a week or yeah. like you know, a, a few days. days. Not if it's one of those like straight from Brazil world tour, like show up, 
two days and you're and just back go. at it. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> that might be miserable. So Minnesota and Aspen. Um, so we have two more questions that we can uh, hold here. I, I want to close on uh, Stephen A. Sinjins because it's a funny one. <laughs> Stephen uh, A. So this one <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> is from uh, Rack Attack. You're putting together a fantasy four-man team, you and three others. Um, so you can do max of one player per country. So you can only, so you can't do so. It's like you and three non-Americans. Okay. I would. I mean, Anders. Yeah, you have to. I think. I think I'd just put some twin towers. I go Anders and Oleg. Uh, Stoyanovsky, and yeah. then I would need someone digging rocks back there. Maybe uh, Krasilnikov. Yeah. It's not bad. Just take the two top teams in the world. Oh wait, but I can't do two Russians. Oh, two Russians. Yeah. Um. I'd probably put. I don't want to put... You can't put Swarm back there. Uh, and I can't put Taylor back there. Nope. Uh, Alvaro. Filo. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'll take my Brazilian as Guto. Okay. My libero back yeah, I, there. I love his Scooping game. and he's setting. Good. Yeah. He, he's the, probably the scrappiest player on tour. Arguably, but I, I'd say that. That holds weight, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um... I don't want Anders out there. I'm going to go Alisson as my oppo. You know, where he just has to hit high and you got, heavy. You got Guto. And he's just you only got, got one Oh, Brazilian. sorry. Dang it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with um, Brower okay. outside. Because he plays outside. Like, his style of play is an outside hitter yeah. anyway. And he's a big dude. That's a good call. Jumps high. Powerful. And then, so I guess I'm kind of the utility guy. Who's my big hitter? Uh, can't have a Dutch or Brazil American, so I really don't want to say Anders. <laughs> uh, and you don't want Oleg. Mm, I'm overlapping, guys. No, I gotta go Oleg for my Alpo. Yeah, and then I'll be the utility. Okay. So Oleg is our one crossover. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just got that freak factor. Yeah. And honestly, and... I probably should have chose Anders. Yeah. Because um, he can do everything. But yeah. <laughs> Anders Schmanders. My middle name's Anders, and I was first on this. I was the first Anders on That's this really tour. That's really funny. So most people don't know that. And then I, I think I'd have Nikolai on the bench. Oh Just yeah, Nico coming in as my alternate. Yeah, I don't like his style of hitting for fours. Okay. I like Oleg. He has because he has that. He can have that big approach. Ooh, Evandro would have been nice on that too. Yeah. As an oppo. Yeah, it's tough to only pick one Brazilian. Yeah, exactly. But I like Guto on my format. Yeah, Guto. He's gonna good. pick up all those balls that we spray. You mm-hmm. know, he's gonna go chase that down. He'll run them down. Yep. All right. Last question from Stephen A. Sinjin. Who can hold their whiskey better, Taylor or Trevor? Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't even compare that. At least they embrace it on the show. <laughs> Trevor's like, he's learning now. He's getting better. at he, <laughs> This whiskey thing's a new thing. He's embracing. <laughs> Taylor, since the first day, and, and I will say I was there, he told 
me, me and Riley, uh, we had a party at Spencer McLaughlin's house in high school. Hopefully my parents are not listening. No, <laughs> just joking. Uh, and uh, we had Taylor over and his crew and whatnot. And we found out that he um, couldn't talk by the end of the night. You know, standard <laughs> Taylor. Um, but we found out the next day that was like his first time partying. He told us that. Yeah. We were like, oh, sorry. That went a little hard the first time. And then like every time since that I've seen Taylor drink, it's balls to the wall. <laughs> he, he could drink me under the table like three times in the same, in the same <laughs> night. So drinking whiskey with the crabs. Vote goes to Taylor Crab, which I'm, is really fun to watch. I think they do. It is fun. so funny. Dude, I, I kind of like threw in a little remark like, oh, Trev, you've been on the uh, Sandcast a few times. Like, mm-hmm. when do I get to come on uh, drinking whiskey with yep. the crabs? And he sounds like he doesn't want me on there. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty offended. But, I mean, I don't drink hard as much nowadays. Yeah. You know, everyone knows I'm pretty clean. I sip a few Kona brews and that's about it. But... I'll make an exception to get on the show. Come on. I'm trying to get on the show. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. Yeah. As of right now, the crabs don't want me. We'll see if we can bribe him because Trevor is in a... Yeah, and he's in a book. I wrote a book. book about him, and yeah. I put him on the podcast like three times. So we'll, and he's my partner. We'll get on there. Jeez. Oh, we could do a Sandcast on drinking whiskey. Sandcast collab with the crabs. Yeah. I like it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you'll be the key for me to get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I can get in there because me and Trevor are two and zero on the golf course. So I'll see if I can kind of leverage that. To yeah. Get us on he, there. He scooped my golf partner. You were gonna be my uh, my wild horse. <laughs> bring you in there, like, oh, I'll just bring my podcast buddy here. I don't know. I don't know you guys want to play for money? Or <laughs> might have played before. <laughs> yeah, he scooped you on that one. Well, we'll have to get you out there. Yeah. Golfing soon, but uh, in the meantime, Volleyball for Milkshakes is out. Uh, get it on Amazon. Give us a review if you like it. Even if you don't, uh, give us a shout out. We'd appreciate it. Um, try. Congrats. Thank you. You're an author, bud. You're like a four-time author. Leveling right? up. Four-time author now. Hey, love it. <laughs> yep. My, uh, I had a, uh, a friend of mine who has a kid who's about eight or nine years old now and she already assigned it to him as his summer reading super she was cool. all excited i was like yes giving kids homework yeah that's awesome sorry kid but whatever you know <laughs> i feel important now so there you go you can also um you know buy it for your niece and nephew uh, if you want to give them some summer reading yeah where sandcast is happy to provide homework <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it all right homie well uh well good luck uh, coming up in the next couple weeks. Thanks, brother. Maybe you'll be an alternate. Maybe you'll be. Maybe. <laughs> Might jump off the bench. All right, everyone. We'll see you guys on uh, Amazon if we don't see you on the podcast before then. Dude.